the Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric. Oh, that's me. Hello, I'm here. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. It's so muggy outside. It's gross, and I think I'm done with summer. It's it's one of those weird things where it's like, it's my least favorite weather, which is that it's not hot. No, it's actually like mid 70s it's like mild but i walked out of the house and was just immediately damp yeah like i did a show last night that was very fun Mm -hmm. uh, but it was in someone's backyard in brooklyn and as soon as we got there he just handed us a can of off spray (laughs) like just (laughs) bathe in this Uh because there are a million mosquitoes oh my god i you know what i learned about and this is Probably on me for not knowing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went to uh, Cape Cod last week. Oh God! There, are, there are flies that bite. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know flies could bite you. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's very I, painful. Too. I was sitting on the beach and like, hey, why does this hurt so much? Why do I keep getting bitten? Yeah. And I said, so all I see is this fly, and surely the fly's not biting me because that's not a thing flies can do. I remember the first time I got bitten by a sandfly because I also did not know it was a thing. I think I was like thirteen. <laughs> And when you grow up in the Midwest, there's nothing to do right. if you mm-hmm. don't live in Chicago. So my friends and I uh, went to Michigan because there are these mm-hmm. things called the Michigan Dunes. Yes. Where you can take dune buggies and like ride over hills of sand. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. It's question mark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I remember I was sitting on the dune and something bit my ankle and it hurt so bad. And I was like, what the fuck was that? My friend was like, oh, yeah, sand flies. And I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? That's a thing, and it is a thing. I mostly, it's just like, it felt so violating because I saw the fly, and I was like, oh, it's just a fly. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about the fly. No, no. This <laughs> fly has me. ill intentions <laughs> so for you. And then also, it's not like, the thing is, like, if you get, like, a mosquito or something, it'll bite you, and it'll go away and look for new mm-hmm. victims. This fly just would not leave me alone. It just, yeah. I kept, I kept, like... I I kept like swatting at it, and of course you can never catch a fly. No, of course you can never not. swat a fly. What are you, Neo in the Matrix. I tried to, and I I'm not. I didn't confirm it. I'm almost positive I managed to bury him in sand. You buried him. I alive? was just I was just wow. I was just throwing piles of sand in his general direction, hoping one little clump would like catch him off guard. And you uh, heard it here, vegan <laughs> Eric Smith I think I, I think buried, I buried a living a f- creature alive. Uh-huh. A la, I buried it alive. A la Wild Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Uh-huh. That's not what Wild Bill did. Don't tweet me. <laughs> um, hey Eric, here's a question. Uh-huh. Where's my uh, Impossible Whopper? I okay. Here's the thing. You were early too. You had time. Well, first off, I don't know if they serve burgers this early. Oh, true. Uh, also, wait, yes, they do. They do serve they? them twenty four hours. Do they? They're not going to refuse to get you a burger <laughs> in the morning. They won't give you breakfast in the afternoon. No, I don't go to Burger King for breakfast. I don't know what their rules are. I'm shocked you don't because apparently <laughs> you eat the Impossible Whopper every day. I've eaten a lot of them. Uh, also, I didn't know. I should have Google Maps. I didn't know if there was one near your house, and I didn't want to carry it for an There's hour on the not. subway. That's and why I have never had it because right. it's not in my neighborhood. Yeah, I because like I could have gotten you one at my house and then put it in wow. a bag uh, for an hour and brought it here. Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> I want everyone to know that Eric said he was going to bring. I was going to try, and then I yeah I realized I was. And also teach me how to use a fax machine. <laughs> I can. I can still. If you have a fax machine, I'll teach you how to use it. Eric, if I had a fax machine, <laughs> I would know how to use the fax machine. Yes. Yeah. Why else would I have a fax machine? Sometimes, you know, often they're built into printers. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, oh, this definitely, my printer does not have <laughs> a 
Uh, fax machine guys, if I sound distracted, it's because the kitten and Penny are going at it again, mm-hmm. and I might have to separate them. Um, so let's get into Recky Rex since you're okay. a liar and didn't bring me the Impossible Whopper. I will guys, say I was gonna review it on air. I know, I f- I feel bad, but I also I feel like I would have been doing a disservice to the Impossible Burger a if cold I let it Impossible if burger. I let it sit for an hour before you tried it. For sure, for I feel sure. like would have been doing it. That's fair. Maybe we should do a field report where you, me, and Faith go. Yes, and we'll do it live. I would love to do that. And don't worry, we won't chew. On no, air, we're not monsters. Yeah, because I know some people have like a weird food <laughs> thing. Not, it's, I'm sorry, that was judgmental. It's not a weird food thing. In fact, you very you validly don't want to listen to people chewing into a microphone. I would say you're weird if you don't mind that. If yes. that's not a problem, I would think you're the weird one. <laughs> I didn't know I had that until uh-huh. I was listening to a podcast and the host like ate chips or something. Oh, yeah. Just quickly, like not even like they didn't even linger on it. But I was like, yeah. "Oh no, I don't like." This I didn't at notice all. it, and I feel bad about it. But I uh, one one time, like Faith and I were eating together on a bed, and I just like had to get up and walk away. I was like, "I can't handle this right uh, now." Listening to her too. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's not even that. It's not like she was doing anything wrong. No, it's no. not like she's chewing with her mouth open. It's just there was not any background noise going on. There wasn't like a TV on or anything. And all, literally all I could hear in the room was like chewing sounds from both of us. Yeah. And I was like, I have to get away. That I happens to, to me somewhere. every once in a while. I don't have an overall sensitivity to background noise like that, but every once in a while, yeah. something like that will just seem heightened. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to get out of here immediately. <laughs> this is so horrible. Um, so let's get into Recky Rex. Okay. So if you're new to Light Trees and News, here's how the show works. The first third of the show, we talk about pop culture recommendations. We read your questions. Oh, maybe we should do that, too. Ooh, I, I love questions. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Kilkenny. And if you're a $5 a month member or higher, we answer your questions. We read your recommendations, all of that good stuff. And then the second part of the show is bad news but don't worry we end things with good news true so let's start with kim wrote in to my patreon with questions i love it and it's actually a recommendation so they write i don't know if you've heard of or listened to any of these ones yet and if they are any repeats i apologize listen they might be repeats but um if it's been a minute i don't mind repeating so they I pretty much only recommend the same two things. So that's you're, true. You're every in time, good company. Every time Eric's on, it's like <laughs> some obscure band again. Uh-huh. Uh, so Kim says, Boom Lawyered, which is a legal podcast that focuses on reproductive and social justice issues in a okay. relatable way. And then this next one I did recommend on the show. Uh, and I think Kim knows I recommend it on the show, but maybe it's just reiterating it. Ooh. It could happen here, um, which is about if there was a second civil war in the United States. I feel like um, I remember hearing you talk about that. I definitely that. did. Uh, Why Is This Happening, which is Chris Hayes' uh, podcast, oh. which is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's He's a good see. guest on that show. That's the big thing about that show I like. He's a really good guest on that show. Yeah. He, he and gets like, good people. Chris is like a deep thinker. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a smart guy. So always interesting interviews. Science Rules, which is Bill Nye's podcast. Oh, okay. Um, and then... Let's see. Or just listen to other folks' questions. Factually. Oh, factually. Uh, the guy from Adam Rooms Everything. Oh, okay. Which I've never heard. Adam Conover. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. This is like a fun little lineup of podcasts and shows. Good Recky Rex. And as always, we love hearing your recommendations. So do send those as well, even if you don't have a specific question. You're just mm-hmm. like, hey, I read something that was really good. Or I saw something. Or I listened to something. And you guys should check it out. Especially music. I'm, although music's so specific. Sometimes people send it's music tough, recommendations, yeah. and I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's one of the more subjective arts where it's yeah. like, it doesn't really matter whether it's good or not. It's like, it's mostly all going to be individual tastes. Right. So. Uh, so, recommendations from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, we got the Little Women trailer. I didn't know this was a thing until it came out. I that didn't they were even, remaking I, it? I, I had no idea. So, the reason this one is a huge fucking deal is Greta did it, the the lady who did Lady Bird. Oh, okay. Which is why okay. Saoirse right. and Timothy Chalamet are in right, it. Right, right. Um, and it looks so good. Here's my beef with the reaction to the Little Women trailer. Everybody's making fun of Emma Watson's accent because, mm-hmm. interestingly, none of the Little Women are American. American actresses, I should right, say. Right, right. One's Australian, uh, a couple are British, mm-hmm. and um, Sersha is Irish. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And Sersha does a great American accent, so of course her accent is flawless. But everybody was making fun of poor little Emma Watson, and I don't hear. Mm-hmm. what's bad about it so yeah, i'm like weird. do i not have a good ear for american accents like can you fool me <laughs> easier Maybe, probably like here's the thing if you watch most british actors for a long enough time trying to do an american accent y- there are little moments where you're yeah. like oh they slipped they slipped they slipped mm-hmm. it's really hard to do accents the, the only exception i can think of is like christian bale yeah he's good he's like a flawless american accent. Laurie was good no, he does really? that thing. What a lot of British actors do is they over-enunciate in the American accent, mm-hmm. and it sounds a little marbly-mouthed. Okay. He, he does that a lot. Right. Um, ben Wishaw has a horrible American <laughs> accent, and I never want him to play an American ever because he has right. such a beautiful British accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Christian Bale really, really has a yeah. good... Subtle American accent. Yeah. He's capable of right, that. Right, right, right. Um, but I don't hear why people are like making fun of her. So if you can hear it, watch the trailer. Tell me the moment where you're like, oh, that sucked. Because she doesn't even talk that much in the trailer. Right. So I'm like, what are people like? I don't know. I don't know. I can't hear it. Let I me know. Admit, I did not know that. And this is, this is uh, uh, probably purely on my part. I didn't know that Little Women was such a uh, uh, cultural force. Of a book. Oh, because you're not a woman. <laughs> well, I just don't hear people talk about it until this movie got made. Really? Like, I, I, it's I, an American I, classic. I, mean, I know it's an American classic. I mean, I read it in school, but I don't, you know, it's not a book that I hear people bring up all the time. It's it's because of Joe. It's, it's, if you were a little girl who grew up, who didn't yeah. really feel like you fit in. Right. Who were, had dreams and ambitions mm-hmm. and felt yeah. like society was keeping you down, you connected in a profound way sure. to women. Sure, Just like yeah. you connect to bad books by uh, male <laughs> writers. You know, um, you liked Infinite Jest, right? Yeah, it's a good Yeah, book. sure. <laughs> sure, okay. Uh, so, also in recommendations, Mindhunter season two. Oh, I haven't watched it yet, but everybody's Ooh, freaking out about it. Oh, Here's yeah. the thing that's so great about season two they finally figured out. And I don't know why it took them this long. What's interesting about that show are not the FBI leads. Mm-hmm. It's all of the phenomenal casting they do for the serial killers. Yeah. And them acting out actual recorded conversations, which are fucking fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this season, this is not a spoiler because they address it in the trailer for season two. But if you were like avoiding the trailer because you're very, very sensitive to spoilers, skip ahead to the music cue. Um they focus more on like the community aspects of people who are trying to find right. serial killers. So 
there is a, I guess like a lesser known serial killer or maybe like a second tier serial killer, um, the Atlanta child killer. Yeah. And that's really interesting because there's all of these racial aspects mm-hmm. to that case that, right. of course, li- when little black kids were disappearing, it was taken much less seriously than if, like, little white kids had been right, disappearing. Of course. And then also, like, really interesting stuff. Like, a lot of people in Atlanta assumed it was the Klan killing little black kids. Right. Understandably so. Yeah, yeah. And then there were other people who were like, Atlanta's just a very poor city, and poverty kills people sure. all the time. And right. these kids weren't all being killed the same way. So it was like, is this a serial killer, or is this just a natural consequence of right. poor kids living in you know a violent area right. that's been devastated right. by poverty? Right, right. Um, so they're they're like tackling all of that, which is very interesting. And it's mm. so far, I'm only on like episode four, so please don't tweet me <laughs> spoilers, or I will block you for life. Mm-hmm. Um, so thus far, they've like, I handled it pretty sensitively. I that's think that's nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, and they realize that people aren't just obsessed with like behavioral psychology. <laughs> yeah, although that stuff is interesting, and mm-hmm. I like, I'm a nerd, so I like seeing the FBI agents like figuring out categories right. for them that we're all like familiar with now. Mm-hmm. If you like are into serial killers and stuff like that, like organized versus disorganized serial killers. Right. Um, yeah, it's one of the re- re- interesting things about that show is that it's one of those things that we take for granted, but at the time was not only new, it was like m- most of the FBI thought they were cranks. Oh, yeah. They and shoved them in the basement. They, it was like the X-Files. Remember how mean they were yeah. to Mulder and Scully? Mm-hmm. Same yeah, they, thing. They hated Like They were like, fine, you know, I guess do whatever your weird stuff is, but like, yeah, yeah. like this is not going to work. Like they're just... Psychopath, like there's no, help. there's no we figuring just them out. Lock like, them up forever and yeah, throw away the key. There's no way you can predict it. There's no way you can figure out what their deal is. And like, also, why would you ever want to talk to them? And like, aren't you a weirdo freak for yeah. wanting to go talk to like Ed Kemper? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Anytime you see stuff like that, where it's like stuff that is completely taken for granted now and accepted science stuff, seeing it not only be created, but but like. And also, at the time, people thought it was just batshit crazy. Yeah. And it is fascinating to watch them ask Son of Sam about BTK. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's really what they wanted to do. They wanted to be like, hey, BTK wrote that you inspired him. Right. Do you think he's returning to the scene of the crimes? Mm -hmm. And for Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, to be like, yeah, definitely. I would go back all the time. Uh There's a line take it from one of his interviews where he's like, I would roll in the dirt where they died. He actually would go back to the scene of the crime and yeah. like get that, like reenact it to the point where he would like roll around in the dirt. Right. Cause he thought it would connect him to the, the crime again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like for a person who thinks typically mm-hmm. you can't understand that right. until you talk to them. Right. And right. then they were like, Oh yeah. So maybe we should be looking out for this guy. Maybe he'll, and Berkowitz's thing was, even if he's not doing that, he's definitely driving by. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And they didn't know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why it's important to yeah, yeah. to at least talk to them to be like, hey, think- how do you think? Because, like, yeah, because if like, you're thinking, if, if, you're, if you're discounting, like, if you can imagine, like, none of this science exists, mm-hmm. and you're thinking rationally about it, you're like, why would a criminal return to the scene of the crime? Well, they also assumed once they figured out they were t- returning to the scene of the crime, they were like, wow, they're returning because they're, 
of the guilt, the guilt. <laughs> right. I mean, and Berkowitz was like, no, oh. I would jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was like, it was like sexual for uh-huh. me. Yeah. Um, and th- again, if you think typically they were like, oh, <laughs> they had <laughs> yeah. no idea it was uh-huh. like on that level. Yeah, yeah. And you can't know that unless you talk to these right. guys. So the casting is super good. The, the casting of the serial killers is so good. The guy who plays Berkowitz uh-huh. is like, scene stealing yeah uh so highly recommended if you're into that kind of thing i also really like mindhunter because they don't reenact right. a lot of the crimes it's them it's purely actors uh like reciting transcripts of victims right. of of the serial killers talking about the crimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they don't really wallow in the violence itself right. which is interesting that's my favorite Part like not that Mindhunter Mindhunter is not like a horror show or anything, mm. but I've always been way more into and attracted to like um, suspense mm. thriller, yeah. you know, type horror movies and and dramas and stuff like that. Way more than action, violent horror movies and stuff like that. You know, for sure. There, there's a um, a really well done moment where. A couple of the agents meet with BTK fucked up a couple Mm. of his killings. That's a weird way to phrase that. (laughs) But he was trying to target women who were alone. Mm -hmm. And one of his first uh, sprees or murders, um, he really fucked up. And he was trying to target a a daughter and her mom. And Mm. he walked into someone's home. There was a dog in the backyard. And the dad was home. And the dad was military. Right. So, and all of like the brothers were home, like so he really fucked up and he killed the whole family. <laughs> um, but after that, he tried to be careful and just target women when they were alone. But he fucked up one time, and he was targeting a woman, and she came home with her brother, mm. and he uh, tied up the brother, assaulted his sister, killed her, and then he tried to kill the brother, and he shot him three times in the head, and the guy survived. <sighs> So they interviewed him and they don't show his face. It's like so interesting how they sh- like, you know, shot the scene where mm-hmm. he's in the back seat and his face is kind of like blurry because it's mm-hmm. out of focus. Yeah. And he just repeats verbatim the interview with the brother whose name is Kevin. And I'm fully crying. It was it's so sad because, mm-hmm. of course, he blames himself where right. like, you know, he he talks about like he should have like when he got loose. There was a moment where he was like grappling with BTK mm-hmm. and he got the gun and he shoved it into his ribs and he pulled the trigger twice and it didn't go off. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's because the safety was on, which right. is not his fault. But he blamed himself forever for right. that because he's like, right. if I killed him, it would have been over. Yeah. Um. And then fucking somehow survived, you know, yeah. three times in the head and Jesus. survived. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a really well done scene. It was very, very moving. Uh, so I highly recommend season two. Nice. Are you watching? What do you think? Hashtag light trees and pod. Let us know your thoughts. I want to watch that. And then my one music recommendation is uh, Normani's Motivation is okay. awesome. The video is fire i want to know who choreographed the dancing mm-hmm. no one knows no one knows i mean someone knows right right, right, right. but i want to know who choreographed it because it's so good mm-hmm. uh and i think she's a baby beyonce Ooh, i'm gonna wow. say it. strong gonna say it. strong words uh eric do you have any recommendations uh i've been watching uh, i don't i can't remember if i saw you tweeting about this or not um the family on netflix oh yeah so Jeff Charlotte, <laughs> friend of the show. Yes, I interviewed him way back in the day. Uh, what's funny to me about the family? It's so good, but I was thinking the other day about it. Like, 
it's interesting because it's getting you know great reviews. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people tweeting about it. It's like Jeff wrote two books about this. Like. Oh, why a million ago. years ago? And nobody paid attention. No, to that's it. not true. I well, mean, the book no, did got, really it, well. It got press, yeah. The book did, did really well, uh, but it was sort of like uh, wonkier people reading yeah, it. I yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was a very. It felt a very like political insidery yes. like people that were really nerdy Although, about I don't know he's an accessible writer that sounds like he's like uh purely academic I'm not saying that he is I, yeah. I think the response to his book was it was yeah. it was read widely by wonky, wonky political people, yeah. and you know people that are just really into politics and stuff like but that. But the book's great. I highly recommend yes. the book if you haven't read that. There's what I the like family about and then the covenant, I believe. I think you read I didn't two read books. the covenant. Yeah. Uh, but what I like about the series is it focuses I think a little more on Jeff's experience living yes. with them, which yeah. is really interesting yeah. because the book is a little more of a an aerial view mm. of of the family yes. whereas the series is like this is what it was like to live with them and be friends with these guys yeah. at least in the first couple episodes yeah he's got a little more wiggle room for mm. especially by able by being able to use dramatization and you know and showing the like guys that. when they were young mm-hmm. yeah yeah and just like little things like are m- there are certain things that are just more powerful i think visually than written like there's like when you see there was one it's it's not a consequential scene at all but there's like one scene in the first or second episode where he's he steps outside to like call his oh, yeah. girlfriend and like one of the brothers like walks up and was like i have to take your take phone. your phone yeah and it's like if you read that in a book you're like okay like that's kind of weird but whatever but like seeing it and seeing like you know imagine yourself like being alone outside of this yeah. house and one of these like intimidating brothers coming out and then and when like, he's just like i'm just fucking with you yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like somehow even creepier yeah you, it's like, Ooh. so there's certain stuff like that that is, is way more effective as a visual um and i just it's really good and it really like it's funny because it's such an interesting story but it's like i think maybe even being underplayed how batshit insane this is that this group exists totally and is like insane. completely infiltrated the united states government and world governments and, and we like, like talk about we talk about the prayer <laughs> breakfast like yeah the prayer breakfast uh-huh. and it's, it's like, like what yeah like, like, why is this a thing this guy who's like basically leading a cult is one of the most powerful people in all of u.s government and is deliberately fairly anonymous yeah it, like doesn't link his name yeah and it's not like it's not a lobby. Like his name shared. I didn't right. finish my sentence. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like it's like a lobbying group or something. It's like no, no. This guy is influencing multiple presidents of all parties. Yeah. And it's Doug just Co. Right. That's Doug Co. Yeah. yeah. Just having his way. Just like having his whim done by all facets of the U.S. government. It's completely insane. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very glad Jeff got the Netflix series because yes, it is a so fascinating great. story yes. and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very happy for having I feel like it'll happy. have a wider or maybe like a different reach than the book absolutely did. I yeah. think a lot more people are, are, are watching it and paying attention to it now which is great for and sure it's, it's, uh, it's a really well done series I mm-hmm. really liked it uh, and any other recommendations um, not really okay no. did I have anything mm. oh yeah Succession is back and uh, it's a great show, and it it also like I know it has it's popular, mm-hmm. and it has a far reach because it's HBO. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's one of the the lesser known prestige shows, and it is spectacular. Nice. It truly it's a Shakespearean comedy slash drama. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just great. <laughs> it's just great. Check yeah. it out. Have nice. you seen it? I have not. You would I, love it. I th- yeah, I've, I've had other people recommend it to me. I want to watch it. That and Billions. 
I need to watch Billions. I have not watched it yet. Is it streaming somewhere? No. No? You have to get it? It's HBO. You have to... You know... Oh, actually, I might have... I Actually, I might be able to get it, because you can get HBO through Amazon Prime. Okay, you also that. know that Shem gave me his HBO login. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have... Well, I have it now, because my, my <laughs> I have my mother's Amazon Prime login. There you and go. she has HBO with, okay. with her Prime subscription. Thank you, so, Mommy. So I have plenty of that. Thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. That's enough recommendations. If you have any recommendations, you can email the show... You can tweet us, hashtag LightTreasonPod. I see, honestly, Twitter's the best way to reach me, but we're also on Facebook and Instagram, all that good stuff. Guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. All right, we gotta talk about Epstein, because once oh again, oh I've uh, in classic light Epstein. treason news fashion, we had finished recording. You hosted with me last week, or is that Meredith? Uh, I honestly forget. I was out of town last week, so did Meredith. Meredith, I would. I so would we I was finished recording, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Epstein was found dead in his cell. Yeah. So I last week I was uh, uh, away. I was in the woods in Vermont. With oh my God, Eric! Congratulations! Oh. <laughs> I congratulated you in real life. This sounds like I'm congratulating uh-huh. you for being in the woods. Yes. Uh, Eric and Faith got engaged. We got engaged. We got engaged. Yay. My first question was: Were you wearing your disgusting flip flops <laughs> when you proposed to Faith? No, think no. Excuse me. No, I'm more refined than that. I took them off to be barefoot oh on God. the beach. I mean, you were on the beach, so yes, that's fine. Exactly. When you said you were barefoot, I was like, were you in someone's home? <laughs> barefoot. <laughs> What's happening? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The um, ring is very pretty. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Congratulations. I got her a nature inspired. Guys, ring. this makes me sound like I'm a bad friend, but I congratulated both of them in real life off air. Yes. But I figure you've been co-hosting for so long, people feel like they know you. Yeah. Sure. We should also mention that Absolutely. you got engaged. Well, thank you. And so also much. that you and Eric met because you and Eric, you <laughs> and Faith met because uh, no big deal of my podcast. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're the reason. I'm the reason. You're the reason that it I all am came making lo- You guys don't even appreciate half of what I'm doing. Not <laughs> only am I bringing you news and entertainment reviews, mm-hmm. but I am also making love connections left and right. Allison Kilkenny, professional matchmaker. Nobody does it for Put me. Put that though. on your business. Mm. <laughs> Nobody does it mm. for me. That's that's the uh, <sighs> heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. Nobody say. nobody bothers to worry about. <laughs> Old sack of bones, <laughs> Allison. But I'm making connections for uh-huh. everybody. I keep telling. Else. Uh, Did you notice how I effortlessly pivoted into making this about me? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying uh, I keep telling Faith that if we have a wedding, it's going to be uh, national treasure themed, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, I we, it will only be announced through a series of clues and puzzles. I think she thinks I'm joking, and I'm not joking. <laughs> no, that is such a good idea. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, I will dress in costume. Yes, obviously yes. for the entire experience. Great, great. Thank even you. Even putting the clues together. Yes, thank you for respecting my wishes. I will be Nicholas Cage. Should okay. I not make yeah, that of clear? Course, yes. Okay, I will um, be Nicholas Cage. Uh, but what I was what <laughs> what I was gonna say was weird. So. We went to Faith's Family Reunion in a very rural, small town in Vermont, mm-hmm. which has no cell phone service in the entire town. Wow. You have to drive like 30 minutes outside of the town to get cell phone service. Sure. So 
completely no cell phone service whatsoever. So I just had a delightful sure. week in the woods in Vermont. Your brain just, reset? Just on the lake. Yeah. Just go, you know, uh, having, you know, uh, Italian food, playing bocce ball. Mm-hmm. Just just a delightful week without cell phone service. So and you had no idea. I get in the car, in our rental car. And I wasn't even in the rental car because we, like... We drove to this like camp where we were at, and then I didn't get back in my car the entire week. And then just like get in the rental car, fire it up, radio comes on. First thing I hear, Jeffrey Epstein's dead, and that was my that was my welcome back to the real oh world. God. Was like Jeffrey Epstein's son dead, and I was just like, I, my brain is gonna explode. Yeah, I cannot I handle like I don't. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. Sure. I don't. I honestly find them most of them frustrating and just I think awful. they overcomplicate things that yes. can usually just be explained as yeah. uh, rich people are awful right. and going to kill us. Uh, the entire saga of Jeffrey Epstein has completely broken my brain. So here's the thing. <laughs> I will not rule out because nobody knows, right? Mm-hmm. We We don't have enough information at this point. Nobody knows if it's... A conspiracy theory or not, if someone was hired to kill Jeffrey Epstein, rich people are very powerful, uh, Republican or Democrat. Mm -hmm. So I understand why people's brains went to that immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the thing. And and then it turned out one of the prison guards wasn't an actual prison guard, was just like sort of... um, whatever like the intern version of a prison yes. guard is yes. or like a contractor they weren't mm. fully trained right, right, right. to be a pr- that was reported really irresponsibly yes. when the news first broke yeah, they were because like, it made it sound like a hitman snuck in and was posing as a prison guard and killed Jeffrey right. Epstein and it was yeah, like no no that's not actually <laughs> what they're saying what they're saying is this person was not adequately trained as a full time yeah, yeah, prison yeah. guard because our prison system is awful right so, like, whether you're the guard watching Jeffrey Epstein or you're, like, guards at Rikers, mm. you are underpaid, undertrained. Yeah. Um, even if you were... Overworked. Overworked. Even if you're on, quote-unquote, 24-hour suicide watch, mm-hmm. all that means is you have to check on a prisoner every 30 minutes. Right. Someone can kill themselves in minutes, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, that doesn't even mean it's it's foolproof, right? Right, right, right. Even if you're Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. even if you're, like, a high-value prisoner mm-hmm. like that, all Suicide Watch means is they have to check on you every half an hour. Right. So, it was potentially very easy for Jeffrey Epstein to uh, die by suicide, and mm-hmm. he had tried to die by suicide um, on a couple occasions before that. Yeah. Because he knew that he had been caught as a Uh, a pedophile Mm -hmm. and that there was tons of damning evidence against him and he was going to go to prison for the rest of his life and pedophiles don't do well in prison. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's so many weird facets of the story. I actually am not, I don't buy conspiracies about it. I don't think people, because even with everything that's going on with it, it's still incredibly hard for somebody to get in there and physically murder him. Sure. You know, uh, not impossible, but not very impossible, hard. very very weird and very hard, even with all the stuff surrounding it. Yeah. Also, what was interesting about that was now that he's dead, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no one left to legally challenge any of the evidence they collected at his house. So it's actually worse for anybody who is indicted by any yes. of the evidence they found. Yes. Because had Epstein survived and been able to say, like, you violated my my privacy, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Right it would have potentially been easier for him to cover for mm-hmm. his powerful friends. So right. this is actually 
this makes it much worse That's for everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think the, the cons- you know, I think if there is a conspiracy, the conspiracy would not be that somebody murdered him. I think the conspiracy is that if there is a conspiracy at all, it would be that people were bribed to allow him to take his own life. Sure. That, I, that's that, put, yes. That, that. I think that if there is a, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying if there is a conspiracy, that's I think it would be that the guards were paid to fall asleep. Because yeah. now the story is that both of the guards fell asleep for oh. three hours. Now, here's the thing. That is possible. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not possible. It's a boring of job. Course. You know, um, we, we just know our prisons are very, very bad. Yeah, they had been working lots of overtime yeah. so that they'd been there forever without much sleep. I mean, it's not impossible they fell asleep. It's just that... You can see why people are like, okay. Both Every of the guards step of this is like, <laughs> yeah. all right, okay. And the camera was broken. But again, <laughs> this is all possible. Where yes. it's like with budget cuts and mm. and prisons being really poorly run, it is very likely that the 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 camera was broken, that these guards were not uh-huh. adequately trained I, or motivated, I, and I, fell asleep. Right. This is certainly not an original idea, and I but I can't remember who said it. I wish I could credit them. But I th- one of the things is like. I think conspiracy theories, the reason that they're popular and the reason they flare up so easily is because you have a story like Jeffrey Epstein, and it seems so insane. Not just his death, but like Eric, everything. you're just saying that because he bought an entire island <laughs> where pedophiles would go to rape <laughs> children, <laughs> which everybody called Pedophile Island because... Everybody knew about it. Yeah, everybody called pedophile. Did Just you hear about the underground tunnels? That there were also underground yes, tunnels? Yes, I heard about the underground tunnels. Uh-huh. The weird Egyptian temple. The temple uncle. to <laughs> child rape he built? Uh, yeah. All of it seems like this could not possibly exist in the real world, but it does. Right. And I think the reason that conspiracy theories, even going back to like 9-11, stuff like that, is because events like that seem so... it. You feel so powerless yeah. that you have no control over the world that's going on around you. And I think the reason conspiracy theories is because it's like it's more comforting to think, okay, there's a shadowy group of people that are controlling all of this, yeah. as opposed to being like the world is in chaos. Yeah, I think a lot of this sort of boils down to um, people not being t- able to understand worlds that they are not familiar with, yes. whether that is the world of billionaire pedophiles yeah. or the world of uh, our terrible prison system right. where it's like, oh, come on, you're telling me the camera was broken and these two guards weren't like, adequa- yeah. adequately trained and fell asleep. And it's like, yeah, if you're familiar with the world of the prison industrial complex, that's not unusual at right. all. And if you're familiar with the world of billionaire pedophiles, like, yeah, they have an island and a, a, a temple right. uh, <laughs> dedicated to child rape. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have I, all of this. Yeah, it's 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 just like, yeah, I think conspiracy theories like that flare ups because it's just like. You can't imagine. You can't imagine. And it's yeah. so much. And, and just not being able to wrap your head around something like that is so disorienting because you're like, nothing makes sense. Like, it was interesting, though, because I follow a lot of journalists who exclusively cover prison stories mm. and and what's happening to prison prisoners and stuff like that and they were sort of the voice of reason during all right. of this where they were like no th- this is very possible that this is not a conspiracy theory that actually he could have had time to yeah. die by suicide sure. very easily because it happens all of the time yeah. in our prisons and, and we usually don't care about it or hear about it because it's poor people of color dying. right right and like i said i think the only thing that would really be plausible if you're if if there is a conspiracy, they turned. 
Yeah, I think it's, I think it is, I mean, not that I think it's like, I do think it is possible that somebody could have bribed guards or something. Because there have been guards from that same prison that have been uh, 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 convicted of bribery recently. Like I said, the only thing I don't understand about that motivation is now this makes it much worse for everybody involved. I No, I think Jeffrey Epstein's people bribed them to let him kill himself. To let him check out early, yeah. Uh, For sure. I think that, because other people, one of the weirdest things about the case like that i don't understand people thinking is people like oh he wouldn't like take his own life i'm like are you kidding me no i i this fully guy understand like, why he would have secretly one of the most powerful people in the entire world he had the largest residence in manhattan in new all of new york well now all of his money goes to his brother yeah the the real estate developer yeah. that also owned all the buildings where Epstein's models were living. Who is now also under investigation. (laughs) Like, that's another thing where it doesn't magically make things better for his brother. Now things are very, very bad for his brother because now he's under much more scrutiny. Yeah, of course. But also, Jeffrey Epstein wouldn't care about anyone but himself. Right, So I could fully understand him wanting to be like, well, I'm fucked. I got to get out of here. Yeah, because it's like, if if you live this life where it's like, you have, first off, you've, by all accounts, done almost nothing for your wealth. <laughs> like, nobody knows how he made money. Um, you uh, basically are running the world with your pedophile ring that yeah. involves presidents and all the richest people in the world. Prince Andrew, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, what is it, Les Wexler from mm. Victoria's Secret. It's yeah. like all these people, you know, you have basically all these billionaires in your pocket. You are basically running the world. You can go wherever you want. You're, you know... You have all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you're caught, and it's basically it's a, over. It's given that it's over. You know it's over. Yeah, so it's like, but like why would you sit in jail? Like the conspiracy theorists who think the Clintons are behind <laughs> it, I'm like, if you really, really believe that the Clintons murder all of their political enemies, right? right. Explain Anthony Weiner. Well, <laughs> explain Anthony Weiner. Also. Okay, you think that the Clintons can orchestrate several murders but can't win the win 2016 election? election? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't figure out how to win the 2016 election, but she can murder, like, dozens of people? Eric, wake up. <laughs> she didn't actually want to win. <laughs> it's just like, how, what, what power? It's like the same people that, like, accused, like, like not, you know, uh, not to sound like I'm defending Trump because I'm absolutely not, but it's like, there's two different, like, versions of trump where it's like he's a conniving yeah. mastermind and also he's the, <laughs> the dumbest, dumbest adult alive, alive. Yeah. yeah it's like he's got to be one or the other All you got to right. figure it out it's yeah. like okay are the clintons completely incompetent or are they like cold-blooded assassins yeah like, and i mean trump if he was going to do a muscle move like that it he, he, anytime he tries to do a power move it's like somehow sloppier than if the mob did it and the mob are a bunch of dummies so like the idea of like some sophisticated sort of assassination, I'm like, I don't know. Also, there's a hundred percent no chance that Donald Trump, if Donald Trump had murdered Jeffrey Epstein at some rally when people were like chanting, he's like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, I killed him. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> and then people would just keep cheering. He's like, that was me. Right. I did it, and he would get elected again. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. He would get elected again because of that. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Epstein, can we talk about? Uh, Why is she not in prison? I know. How do you say her name? Giz- I think it's. Ghislaine? Ghislaine Maxwell? Yeah. Why is this woman just traveling around the world? She was spotted at an In-N-Out burger? (laughs) So this is the woman who uh, has been accused of sort of being the the groomer um, slash... Yeah, I mean, she was essentially... Child wrangler? (laughs) Yeah. Is that how you would describe her? She was essentially like... 
she was basically Epstein's assistant, yeah. and she was running the modeling agency that he owned. Yeah, she was so the one she was pick, like, picking out little girls picking for girls. him. <laughs> yeah, so she is, um, you know, if not a pedophile herself, uh, an assistant to a pedophile, yeah. a groomer, uh, offering up little girls to him. So absolutely should go down with him. I. For the longest time, right after he got arrested, my big thing was like, why does nobody know where she is? Mm. Like, this is why, yeah, why, why don't we know where she wild. is? And then recently, this week, somebody, some f- like photographer got a picture of an in and out. It's like, why isn't she in jail? Yeah. Why, how do we get a picture of her and she's not in prison? She hasn't been charged, right? Has she been? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. So this says this article is from the Daily Beast. It says police have reportedly been scrambling to find Maxwell as she faces a new lawsuit from one victim who alleges the socialite gave organizational support to Epstein's sex trafficking ring and procured underage girls for Epstein's sexual pleasure. So I guess she's sort of running from a lawsuit. Right. Uh, but it is wild. <laughs> and I have to believe part of it is she's a very wealthy British socialite. Yes. But also... She's one of the only women who have been mm-hmm. named in this. Right. W- and I think, like, listen, there are almost no advantages to being a woman. Right. But I think one of the advantages is people are less likely to believe that you would hurt children. Sure. So I think, like, while it was easier for people to sort of wrap their heads around, like, yes, Jeffrey Epstein's a child rapist, pedophile, right. he's a right. bad man. Yeah. It is harder for people to understand how a woman would help in that. Sure. And it I, happens I all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she should absolutely go down with him. <laughs> what like, is this? It's just it's just funny to me to see stories about, like, nobody knows where she is and then see, like, a photographer get a picture of an in and out like, just looking directly at the camera. Yeah, And it's just like, why is the... F- <laughs> this is wild. Well, why isn't the camera guy, like, Hey, call the police. <laughs> like That's the thing. People concoct all of these elaborate conspiracy theories, and I don't know why they go out of their way when there is a perfectly real conspiracy theory, <laughs> which is that rich people get away with whatever they want, yeah. rule the world, and will kill all of us. I, I hope, I mean, I, I, you know, one thing I hope comes out of the Epstein scandal is, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> exposing the ring of billionaire pedophiles, pedophiles that are just going around like hundreds of people are involved in can but we like, just seize all of their assets and redistribute them <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm s- you're a pedophile yeah like what is happening but also i hope that people like because this is sort of the the arc of the conspiracy like most conspiracy theories is that they're just like wealthy cabal of people at the top of everything mm-hmm. and it's kind of true like i mean yeah. I, I, what do you think it is okay what do you think it is do you think these are statistical anomalies and of all of the billionaires this is just a fraction of billionaires who happen to have sexual attraction to children or do you think that it is accruing that much wealth is so corrupting such a mind fuck that it becomes sort of like a rush of I can do whatever I want. What if I do the worst thing imaginable? I, I think it's a little bit of both of those, but I have an alternate theory too, okay. which is that uh, well, it's combined with those. I think there's a little bit of that involved with it. Obviously, this is not all billionaires. Like it's no. all, you know, it's a small hashtag. Not all billionaires. You heard it here on Line Trees and News. Okay, not all billionaires fuck kids. But so there was a study that came out years ago that got a little bit of press right when it came out, but then quickly sort of like. You know, people didn't pay much attention to, but there was a this you know the study that came out that basically showed like yeah like most CEOs of companies exhibit sociopathic behavior, not sure. to call them sociopaths, right. not to diagnose them with that, but they exhibit some of the same behaviors. And the reasoning is because y- 
to get to the top of an organization, you, you have need to those not care about people. Right. You have to be willing to fuck people yeah. without feeling remorse. It's a, it's a battle. It's a competition. It's a battle, you know, and you have to exhibit those tendencies. It's a it's a selection bias thing. It's like, yeah, of right. course, the, whoever made it to the top had to have done all these things to get there. I think it's similar with people who become billionaires. Uh, you have to do certain things to get to there, right. right? And I think that there's just crossover with these types of behaviors with people who would exhibit those behaviors to become billionaires right. in the first place. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of crossover, and that's For why sure. you see a, a more of them in that regard. Like, wealthy people do these incredibly fucked up things. It's because, like, that's those same, like, behavior traits that made them billionaires are exhibited in other ways, too. Right. All right, guys. Well, that's enough of a talk of billionaire pedophiles. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. If you had pitched this as an episode of the X-Files, I think I'd be like, come on. That's too far. A temple? You're telling me he has an Egyptian temple? Come on. Right about the guy who can stretch and fit into air vents. (laughs) Okay, guys. Here's your good news. talk about the protesters in hong kong yeah so if you wild over there it's been wild and i'm not going to pretend like i fully understand all of the motivations of the protesters because much like remember occupy wall street everybody Mm -hmm. there's several motivating factors for why these mass protests have been happening in hong kong um but most recently they occupied an airport and really fucked up travel <laughs> yeah. in and out of Hong Kong. And the government's very mad at them. They're calling them rioters, um, you know, obviously, uh, because they don't agree with the protesters. <laughs> uh-huh. But the protesters, um, there's there's a whole lot of mitigating factors for why they're protesting. A lot of it is like general government corruption and frustration yeah. with the government how um, prisoners are treated, like um, the autonomy of Hong Kong itself, stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, just reading a few reports about it, it seemed like, you know, the big thing is just like, you know, when Hong Kong went back to being controlled by China yeah. from, from Britain, it was sort of understood. It was just like, all right, you're part of China now, but keep doing your own thing. Your own thing, yeah. Yeah, and then sort of now they've been recently... And then the definition of that has changed. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, recently the Chinese government has been uh, cracking down a lot more on Hong Kong. Yes, and Hong Kong does not like it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Although... uh, did you see that the actress from Mulan has been <laughs> canceled? She's been milkshake ducked everybody wow. because she was like, I support the police. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> Mulan, no. <laughs> so uh, Mulan is canceled, everybody. Wow. Um, but yeah, obviously I wanted to talk about it. And I'm putting it in the good news section because the Hong Kong protesters are badasses and have been protesting for so long. And yeah. it's not getting a ton of coverage in the United States, no. I would say. Yeah. I, Every I once in a so. while I see like a report. And yeah. I, whenever I say it's not being covered, it's like, of course, it's being covered like in the New York Times and stuff right, like right, that. Right, but right. people aren't talking about it like on Twitter in the United States. Right. Also, probably not to the degree that matches what is actually going on because like it's a major battle right now it's i mean it's major a huge, like it's and like the protesters are so fucking creative with how they're battling with the cops mm-hmm. because you know the cops are using facial recognition right, right. um equipment and so the protesters there are these wild photos of the protesters like 
aiming lasers at the police so yeah, they like can scramble the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're just badasses. Yeah, it's dope. I mean, and occupying an airport is an uh, incredibly effective strategy. That's so smart, yeah. yeah I, I remember like, we went to the, when Trump declared the Muslim ban. Yeah. We went uh, to the airport. Did we go to JFK or LaGuardia? I believe it was JFK. JFK, right. Um, and basically protesters shut down the airport and yeah. the administration had to be like, okay, when we said ban, we didn't mean <laughs> yeah. ban. You when know? you shut down an airport, I mean, if you go to a big enough hub, like, you know, in the United States, if, I mean, any airport would do, I think. But if you did, like, New York or Atlanta or LAX, like, if you could shut it down even for a couple of hours, the amount of impact chaos. that would have is chaos. absolute chaos. I mean, Yeah, like, if you can affect the business class, yeah. immediately they're like, "What? just give them what they want. <laughs> I have to get my c- flight connection here, <laughs> right. you know? Like, yeah. I so, can't be late. <laughs> and, and Hong Kong is a pretty major hub for international travel, so it's like... Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they shut it down for, I mean, I think flights have since resumed, but it's like they shut it down for at least a day or two. And it's like that affects just a day of flights. That's millions of people that can't get in, can't get out. I mean, that's a huge disruption. It's a really effective, smart strategy. And the protesters in general seem to be very, very smart with their strategies. So, fuck yeah. Anybody in Hong Kong listening right now? Y'all a bunch of badasses. Yeah. Uh, So also in good news... Can we talk about Trump's stupid Greenland (laughs) comment? And I'm putting in the good news section because Greenland responded in such a funny way. So uh, Trump in classic Trump style, this goes back to supporting your belief that um, he's not a sophisticated Uh strategist uh and is Uh in fact just a dumbass. So Trump randomly the other day was like, I might buy Greenland, which is like something that is so stupid but also i could see his base being like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> we're going to get greenland you know uh-huh. like um it just it was such a fucking weird statement i have statement. seen well the thing is i have seen you know cuz famously i watch a lot of conservative media so i have seen people trying to defend him and being like <laughs> they're like you know actually like uh we but you know their thing is like <laughs> the basically the defense has been uh, uh, countries buy territory all the time. Like we bought Alaska. That was like that was 150 years. Yeah, like, it doesn't that work that way. <laughs> they have a government. <laughs> like, what are you talking not, about? It's not. It's not the Louisiana Purchase anymore. <laughs> it's not like, just this land is, and nobody lives there. <laughs> like, this is in like the, we. Yeah, countries don't buy territory anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. Like all yeah. the all the land is pretty much sovereign now. Like yeah, unless, but unless like it is one of those like, like casually uh, colonialist machismo yeah, things that I could see a MAGA head being like, yeah, we should just fucking buy them, you know? Course. Like, I mean, that's I mean, that's who it's designed to appeal right. to. Is so he is a genius. Right, he is a genius strategist. Because <laughs> well, it's like, well, and also he's on vacation. <laughs> he's like, he, or at least he was last week when he made this comment. So it's pretty much just like, well, Him people are people are talking about me enough, so I have to like, right? Let me say, say something stupid. Yeah, yeah, because I heard this thing recently about uh, and i i uh, i didn't see it personally but i heard somebody quoting like i think trump on pierce morgan show or something saying like he wakes up in the morning and like he watches the news and if he doesn't like it he just tweets something so he can watch the news change in real time here's the thing though i would much rather deal with this kind of trump 
faux pas than him being like, yeah, Mexicans are rapists. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the reason I'm putting in the good news section is Greenland was so funny, where the so like some of the politicians responded, and um, uh, the official government statement was, we're open for business, not for sale, mm-hmm. which I thought was very funny. Um, and then uh, some other politicians uh, said, it must be April Fool's Day, um, <laughs> but totally out of season. Um, and yeah, they were just like, I don't know, they they were very good humored about it, but they were also like, no. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's like. <laughs> this is how like a rational government response, right, right, right. where they're not like, we're at war now, <laughs> which would be Trump's response. Right. Uh, they're well, just sort of like, uh, you're dumb and we're not for sale. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> funny because it's like, I mean, sure, people, countries have bought territory in the past, but that territory has to be up for sale. Right. You can't just be like, mm, I want to buy Greenland. It's like right. no, like you get idiot. away, like. And then also in good news, I wanted to talk about Twitter just roasting Amazon. Um, <sighs> so I don't know if you guys were following this the other day, but there were a few supposed like Amazon ambassadors tweeting. <gasps> okay, <laughs> here's my question about this story. Okay, who the hell? I know. <laughs> At Amazon, I know. Thought this was a good idea. I don't know. So there's something <laughs> called fulfillment centers, which is uh, giant warehouses where Amazon works people almost to death. Yes. To package your Amazon boxes and ship them out at an insane rate. Ooh, this is very, very quick interlude. This reminds yeah. me. I do have a recommendation. There is a writer named Emily Gundelsberger. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book called On the Clock mm-hmm. about. She she did basically uh, she went to a bunch of like famously like tough low wage jobs and just documented like what the jobs are like and one of them the reason so I bring like it up twenty nineteen nickeled and dimed yes exactly that's what that's basically what she said she's trying to update nickeled and dimed for the modern working right, era because right. there's all these new ways and a lot of the book is about the way technology is used to like track workers and stuff like that and and um one of a section of her book is about Amazon warehouses which is mm. why I bring it up and the way like in in the way in like she talks about how you like you basically have this like little machine and it tells you like go pick up this package you have 30 seconds to get there and then you pick it up and you scan it and it's like okay your next package is across the warehouse you have 28 sec- like it's it's scheduled down to the second and it basically as soon as you say hey i picked up this package it starts another one yeah and, and if like, you're like i have to pee it's like yeah, too no. bad yeah yeah basically yeah, yeah. so like her, her book's great and, and she's she's done a lot of press and interviews that are really fascinating because she actually worked there and like just documented like all the ways in which these warehouses are just like man they're turning you they're turning humans into robots basically. i just i canceled my amazon prime because mm. um you know, Amazon's evil, and right. also it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying really, really hard not to order from them. Yeah. I still have to sometimes sure. because of, like, cat food and stuff mm-hmm. I can't carry. Right. But I'm trying really, really hard not to support them yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just um, unbelievable. Look at Joni. When Joni's asleep, he's very cute. Uh, anyway. I mean, Jeff Bezos got divorced, gave away half his wealth, and is still the richest man in the world. Like, it's unbelievable. It's Insane. So Amazon. (laughs) So the the other day on Twitter, a couple of these fulfillment center employees, quote unquote, uh, started tweeting basically about how much they love the mothership. Mm -hmm. Um, So one ambassador known as Amazon FC Hannah on Twitter 
posted on Thursday, I suffer from depression too, and at one point I wanted to quit Amazon, but I realized it was my fault for the problems I was dealing with, and not Amazon's. I'm allowed to talk to people, but sometimes I don't want to. Now I have some great coworkers to pass the nights with. <laughs> what a totally real human thing <laughs> to tweet, <laughs> Hannah. There, <laughs> I, I, I would love to know what is actually happening with these, because there's, <laughs> there's a couple different ways this could go. These could be some sort of weird Russian disinformation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they could be bots because they don't sound like human beings at all. Near. Um, it, it could <laughs> Wait, be. Can I read some more? Yes, please. It's true that our managers don't have the power to improve our wages, but they can help and look out for employees what? like me on doing the job that we do. The wages of the FC is 15 to $17 per hour with good benefits and paid tuition for school. What? Um... Back from more than a week of absence at work. Good thing I was able to cover it up using my time bank. Personal, sick, and vacation. Like, this is not human speech. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's like <laughs> corporate talk, but it's, it's so funny. I mean, it's I so transparently it's just like, not people. It's either like, you know, uh, what? I like what? Ha- is this just like Amazon executives like tw- like tweeting this stuff? Like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, wait, wait, wait! So excited for Amazon Family Day at my site this weekend! I can't wait to bring the grandkids for a visit so they can see their nana at work. Bonus! I also get the day off that day. Yippee! Oh my god! <laughs> wait, so you get the day off, but you have to go to your fulfillment center for sure. Family Day? Sure. Here's the thing: if you're gonna have bots or fake tweets, why wouldn't you? go to the trouble of like making them sound human <laughs> it's so weird it's just because like you know it's like I, I don't know if they're like bots i don't know i don't know if maybe this is just like middle management you know like, like somebody went rogue and they were like i have a good idea let's yeah like let's like try to brand it yeah, so like, yeah i, I feel like this could not possibly be amazon corporate's idea right i mean so it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, you would think at some point... It would be, be like, more sophisticated, I feel. Yeah, you would think somebody would be like, this is a stupid idea, and we're going to get caught immediately. We will immediately. immediately get flamed by Twitter. <laughs> and that's what I love about Twitter. Like, when everybody piles on a corporation like this, and they're like, this is fake. This is obviously fake. Right. First of all, the fact that anybody would have Fulfillment Center in their Twitter handle for their personal account. Mm-hmm. Would you ever put the place that you work in your Twitter handle no, for your personal not. Twitter? Nobody does it. Not. Nobody likes their job that much no. that they actually, unless you like founded the company or right, something. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so it, I love Twitter so much when we all gang up on a worthy opponent. Yeah, it's just so, it's so wild to me that like, Whoever at Amazon dreamed this up will spend so much time and effort and money probably putting in a plan like this instead of just, I don't know, raising wages and giving people benefits. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, well, this is this doesn't cost Amazon anything. This sort of disinformation campaign, whereas it paying people a living wage would right. actually <laughs> demand that they cough up money. Well, I was thinking about that, too. And there when Emily in, in her book was talking about like. The w- the systems that Amazon uses, like I was saying, like they have this machine that like is calculated. They had to have spent years coding, putting all it's this together. The system. Why not just? Why spend all that money? Just give people like, yeah. wh- just improve the them, conditions at your factory. I guess I the calculation there is what will make us personally the most money in the long run. Right. If we have to spend a lot of money in the short term coding and yeah, creating all of these sophisticated devices right. to turn human beings into machines, yeah. 
that will ultimately be worth it because down the road we'll make so many more billions of dollars than if right. we long term have to pay living wages and health benefits and all that stuff. Yeah, what gets me is that, like Amazon, if it was if it if its size and like if its you know revenue was like even slightly lower, but it was giving work like it didn't have these insane tracking systems and workers were just working in a fulfillment warehouse and had good benefits and good pay and like they'd still be the biggest company in the world because people like Amazon, people like getting things shipped to them the next day or whatever. Like you like they would still be the biggest company yeah. in the world. It, like the calculation is so insane to me. Are you, you know? saying capitalism's evil? Because I won't have that talk mm. on this show. Oh, okay, sorry. I, we are I militantly <laughs> pro capitalism on this show. So yeah, I mean, ultimately, Amazon's goal is they want r- robots to do all of the warehouse stuff, and then they want robots to build the robots, and then yeah. robots to build the robots to build the robots. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. like ultimately, the goal is to not have to pay anyone a living wage, which is why capitalism is evil, and we should destroy it. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed. Let's end things on that note, everybody. Please follow Eric on Twitter at Eric spelled E R E K underscore Smith. That's me. Follow us on Twitter, Light Treason News. Are we light trees and pod or light trees and news? I always forget. I believe forget. it's light trees and pond. Thank you so much. I don't don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure, but I'll that sounds right correct now. to me. We're light trees and pod. There Eric's right. Eric knows my show better than I know it. <laughs> Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all of those places. If you like the show, if you like the fact that we don't have commercials, go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button to keep us going. That's how I pay rent, baby. Ooh. We like having a home. <laughs> um, or go to patreon.com slash and kill Kenny, where you can get access to my writing, all of that stuff, um, sketches, videos, all of my stuff over there. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>